Hey y'all, welcome to the Pete Nathan Podcast. Today we have 4th and John guests Mal Davis and Rock Shock from NFL Masala. We're going to be doing a podcast about the Miami Dolphins and how the Eagles can attack them and whatnot. But when I was recording the podcast, I did experience some reverb, some echo. So this one, I cut it out and this is the good parts of it. So take a listen. Let, let us know how you like it. Lose early. They're humble. Everybody's talking about how you lose to the Jets. Well, the Jets are a good team, dude. Right? Like good team. Aaron good Rodgers, team. they were supposed That's to defense. be Super Bowl contenders. Actually, Rakshak and I had this as a loss because I was, I was expecting mm. Aaron Rodgers to start, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is probably going to be a loss. Because I gave the Eagles 11 and 7 or okay. 12 and 11 and 6 or 12 and 5. One of those mm. records because I knew it was going to mm. be not as easy as last year. Yeah. So I had this as a loss, but not against Zach Wilson, uh, naturally. Um, but, you know, we, we didn't play good. We, we, we had four turnovers. I mean, you can't expect to win like this. Right? So. And again, like credit goes to Robert Sala for for for, for, for that, defense, for that yes. defensive game. And the fact that he was able to do it without Very Sauce nice Gardner and DJ Reed, had those two played in, I I, well, I, I was going to say, too, I mean, we were down. How many starters by the end of that game, right? Like going into oh, it, we were down several defensive players. By the end of it, I mean, we lose Lane. Like we losing a bunch of folks here. So, you know, it's a tough situation. But like fast football and, I mean, to be quite frank, any week could be a loss. Any given Sunday or Monday or Thursday, right? Yeah. But like anytime you play ball, if you don't show up, and Pete, yeah. again, back to what you said, People are paid well to play this game, a game that they love and take seriously, and they're doing it for their city and their family. So when you show up, not really with the smoke that day, you're going to lose. I don't care who you are, right? Like the Lions beat KC, and everybody was surprised, but lo and behold, Detroit going to be one of the best teams in the NFL this year, you know, keeping the buck by the end of the season. Hey, they might win the whole uh, conference, man. I said last year. That when we lost to Detroit, I was like, yo, Detroit is going to be a good team because they gave us everything we can handle. That defense gave us everything we can handle. Yeah. And so, you know, when you see the offense now get better, but this ain't a Detroit Lions podcast. Anyway, um, (laughs) you know, as far as the birds go, man, you know, I think that this this is an opportunity to prove a lot of people wrong. And that's what they were missing. They were the golden child children last year. They lose in the Super Bowl. They come right. back. They five and zero coming in, and yeah. so I think everybody still was lauding them and giving them all of this praise. And yeah. you know that stuff goes to your head. It's impossible it for that not to go to your head. Yeah. It's impossible, right? Yeah. And so you know, I think now that it's flipped one eighty, and everybody yeah. turned on them. The city yeah. turning on them now. We like, yo, they yeah. talking about fire Brian Johnson after this games like after this. one game, so, right? Yeah, make it personal, yeah. man. Yeah. And so now it's like, okay, yo, this is a reset. I got to show up, man. This I'm right. getting paid. This is my job. I got to show up ready for business. Exactly. If they come out and get their behinds kicked by Miami, this team is in trouble. Oh, hundred percent. That's for me. Right. right? Like that's where yeah. we, really where I am at this point. No, you're right. Uh, so uh, we're going to, with that injuries, we're going to cover some injuries. Rukshak, let me, let me put it up on there. In Miami yeah. Yeah. Okay, so on the Dolphins side, like, yeah, it's um, Xavier Howard not practicing today, um, of course, with the groin. So I'm most likely it's going to be questionable, but that's like one outside corner that they'll be missing. And that, but and again, he's going to be opposite of Cam Smith, that rookie that they that the Dolphins got in the second round. And then Alex Ingold, fullback. They usually don't. I would. I'm not surprised. I don't think like I'm worried about Ingold because. I don't think the Dolphins use a lot of because like with what we see in offenses these days, we rarely see the fullback position be used. Unlike the 49ers, they have like Kyle Juszczyk, yeah, um, like a fullback from like Harvard or well, something. they do use him in the running game a lot, blocking just for, as a block as a blocking used. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind. It just I don't know why it reminds me of Mike Allstott. It just no, I don't want to think about that. Um, it's it's just like bad memories of being in the McNabb era and McNabb. For you, shut the f up. Seriously, you're not the you're not the person to talk. And then Connor Williams, um, offensive line, I would circle that area because that's a good target. Because that is an interior target that the Eagles need to exploit. And uh, so the tough part is if he don't play, that's tough to exploit because he has been playing well so far this year, bro. Like he's actually graded out as one of their better offensive linemen. 
Um, is he a tackle or is he a um, Connor Williams? He a he's an inside guard. Yeah. yeah. Inside guard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. If he's inside guard, then, uh, but then also looking at Kendall Lamb, not injury related. Yeah, he's definitely going to come back. But if, I mean, hopefully, um, wishing wishing all well as a human being. But with yeah. Kendall Lamb and Connor Williams coming in, I mean, if I were to, if if I were to be a betting man, I think I think the Eagles have to go on a five man four four man five man front. I think you go for you have to go four three in this this type, and. And I'm going to advocate, and I'm going to advocate the lineup on this one. And I'm going to, and I'm, and Mal, I'm going to use a f- phrase that I use a lot in NFL Masala called "beat the dole." Basically, it's a beat the drum moment. Like this is what I'm banging the table for. I want to see Brandon Graham on the outside, Josh Sweat have a backup in Nolan Smith. I want him ready to go. I want Derek Barnett out of here. I don't want him touching the field. I'd rather have him as the water boy because he is being useless. You saw what Mackay Beck did, did to him. He just ragged all the hell out of that guy. Makai could play though, man. Yeah, no, Makai back. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the Derek Barnett, former first round pick, being second coming of Reggie White, my ass, like literally. But then I would go then then um to end it, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. That's gonna be an interesting matchup. I would keep Fletcher Cox as a rotational, just saying. And, but then for the rest of it, like Jalen Ramsey, he's. I mean, I thought he's, he's coming back he's, from IR. He's coming back for this game. Yeah. I think so. I mean, he's practicing right now. So, Boy, I ain't worried about Jalen Ramsey coming back off IR right. the first week. I mean, it's Jalen Ramsey. That was a knee injury, right. bro. Like, that's change of direction stuff. You got to yeah. trust that. I don't know that he does. So, um, right. but that is big for them long term to be able to get him back. And, and I hope that mm-hmm. he can stay healthy. Um, but, boy, I'm pinpointing that one. Like, push, I want Smitty running all the routes at that man, son. Right. I do not believe you're going to be able to change directions. You know, it'd be really funny is if they put Eli Apple because all you got to do is put him, beat him in a double move. That's all you have to do with Eli Apple. And yeah, then, um, you, you know that. And then Chase Claypool, full. I mean, he just signed with the team. I don't know yeah. how he's going to incorporate. He's got to read. The, he's got to get the playbook down. I, 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 I highly doubt he sees the field because of the way right. like Tyreek and. If Tyreek and Jalen are coming. I mean, even Chosen's not seeing the field as much as the he was putting as a backup as part of that 70 point beatdown of the Bronco of Broncos Country. Let's ride. No, Broncos Country, let's die. That's gonna be the new phrase. <laughs> Honestly. And then Jeff Wilson. I mean, this basically we're seeing the the, the 49ers running backs. Th- if mm-hmm. you think about it, Raheem Mostert yeah. mm-hmm. and Jeff Wilson, they're gonna come right. back, especially with Devon A. Shane being on IR. It sucks because mm-hmm. I have him on my fantasy and the fact that and after that, but um, either way, these I would still keep an eye out on the final report on Saturday. Only then I'll say like, okay, whether he's playing or not. But I would say that the weakness is definitely going to be on the secondary and that little bit of the O line. If Connor Williams cannot play, you attack. You show no mercy to Tua. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Connor Williams going to end up playing. Man, to be honest, um, for me, I really. It, as far as like the Miami offense goes and like how to slow them down or stop them was just looking at the tackles, honestly. And it's funny because Terran Armstead is on the IR right now. So it's Austin Jackson and Kendall Lamb. And of course, Lamb is right here. Um, And so, you know, but they're opposite. So Austin Jackson is bad against the pass. Kendall Lamb is bad against the run. And so that gives you an opportunity to exploit, you know, on both sides. Right. And so you, you have phenomenal pass rushers that you can, I'd almost rotate people on Austin Jackson, bro. Right. They're like, I'm 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 letting everybody get a piece of that. Um, and yeah. then you know, as far as the running game, again, you know, Kendall Lamb is somebody that they can take advantage of. Um, but you know, you one of the questions that, that you had uh posed before we got on was around like the offense and like how do you stop their like how do you go against their defense? And right. you know, that Miami defense is the running game. See, this is the thing, man. Yeah, most yeah. teams no, we, are we, not we going to be good against the run, homie. Right? Like most teams are not built to stop the run long term. They just don't right. personnel-wise. Like this yeah. is the NFL where you gotta play in space and, and protect every blade of grass. So teams usually base in nickel, right? And so mm-hmm. you know, it's an opportunity to get after it. Um, right. and so you know, uh just especially if Jalen Ramsey comes back. I'm not throwing 40 times, clearly. Um, But, you know, Miami is susceptible against their run. Ninth most running yards, fifth most rushing touchdowns. So, like, just keep it simple, man, and and get after them. Definitely. Definitely. And one more thing I want to add on to that. The Eagles are entering this game as the second-ranked defensive DVOA against the run. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
they've been like fluctuating between one and two. Like, and they only gave up what eighty-eight rushing yards against the Jets, and uh, and the and the and apparently the longest run they allowed was that Brees Hall touchdown, which which would have allowed us to get back into which allowed our offense a lot more time to get back in, and and I thought like the then even with that the defensive line it all it, it all the battle is mainly going to be in the trenches in this one. Now for the Eagles side, I am very scared. I, I no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I'm very scared about this list because last year we've had luck mm-hmm. that the injury gods would not play this. Right. But now we're seeing this. Yep. But I'm gonna wait till Saturday. I'll be patient for that. And then with that, Reed Blankenship out with the ribs. Hopefully, I think he can play after suffering from that illegal block from Alan Lazard. Um, Lane Johnson, I hear that he's going to try and make it back, but he did not practice. So I think that's going to be – I mean, I would still see – I mean, Yeah, I what's the be- word on Lane? I thought I heard uh, he's going to be back after the bye or something. Like, or is he good I heard to it go? it was really a week, yo. Like, I heard it's one of those things that, like, yeah, it's yeah. just how he feels on on game day to give him that, you know, the run yeah. through pregame. And, and if he could go, he could go. And if he can, he can't. can, yeah. And then um, Bradley Roby, again, I I don't get it. Like, every time, like, our slots are so bad, especially with Avante Maddox. No, death taxes and Avante Maddox not finishing an entire season. Like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I just, I hate saying that, but Every year, Maddox gets hurt, and now we're seeing a, another weakness in the second in, in that slot. Bradley Roby, who we picked up, he's—I I, mean—he's not. He, they say he's not going to be on IR, but I doubt he plays that game because if it's a shoulder or a pec or a pectoral injury, it's going to keep you long thing. And apparently, we picked up Josiah Scott of all people, and I am having nightmares of third and thirty. I don't want to see that. Put him at safety. Not a, not as a corner. I'm having PTSD from this. And then, of course, with um, Devontae Smith picking up a hamstring, that that's a bit shocking. I just hope like he's just resting up and mm-hmm. and of course like having a game like that where he was making where uncharacteristic drops. I know it's gonna be like a washout moment, but I just I'm keeping an eye on Devontae Smith. I just hope he's back. I just hope he's ready to play for this game. But then for the limited plays with Jalen Carter, ankle, he's coming back. Dallas Goddard, that groin injury. I just I hope it's because of that that turf that he was they were playing on. And um, and of course Darius Slay. I know we rested him for that game against um against uh the Jets. And I definitely we're gonna be needing him, but he but I just hope Sean Desai has a plan with them. And then Milton Williams. That definitely helps because I know he went down earlier, but he was able to get back into the game and still be pat, be um, disruptive. I mean, oh my god, that guy's a human. The guy's an android in that case. And then, with the, for the full practices, I was very happy to see Sidney Brown come back. Thank God, we need help in our safety. Terrell Edmonds is not that answer. No, hell no. Then Eli Ricks um, definitely helps out with helps out with us our outside. And then Marlon Tuipolotu. Again, you're building that you're you're having depth on that defensive line. Um, secondary, I, I'm happy that we're getting Brown and Ricks back, but the other position, and of course, Jalen Carter will be projected to play, and I think it's going to be a lot more violent this time. I have a gut feeling about this, and um, but the secondary, <sighs> secondary is a bit of a concern, man. Right. So with that said, man, let's get into it. Uh, thank you for that for that rock shock injuries. Uh, yeah, I think no. Usually, I think it'd be Hollywood hurts to be press, doing press all press that. Conference. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, let's start it. Um, Jalen Tuabo also happened to be the Kelly Green game. Uh, the Eagle fans have been waiting for this game for the Kelly Greens for like decades now. Uh, we kind of had a Kelly Green back in 2010. Uh, game one when Michael Vick played, but that's not the real Kelly. It was like the Reeboks 
Funny, uh, it was Kevin Cobb that was supposed to that started in the game. Right, and then Michael. Those jerseys are fire, though, bro. Like I know that they're not the official official, but those jerseys are fire. No, I, li- I like those jerseys. That's too, yeah. a great combination. I mean, like when I first watched the Eagles, that which was like ninety eight, ninety nine. That was when I mean, I, I I was like there when I saw like Brian Dawkins, and so, like he's my all time favorite Eagle. But then later on, when I saw them playing Kelly Green, so I'm like. Damn, those were like the Buddy Ryan days where that defense will come and mash you. The bounty bulls, the body bag game. You cannot forget about those games. Uh, unfortunately, you can't play football like that anymore. I was so. gonna say that, that day, those days are gone. Days are I mean, gone. to be honest, it's for the best because we also got to remember, like, these are human beings, bro. Yeah, right. True. And so, like, a lot of this damage, these are grown men, old men that gotta live with that stuff. So, yeah. you know, it, it's good that the game is evolving and becoming safer. Um, and, and using science and using data to be able to like ensure that players aren't getting catastrophically injured like they used to. Um, yeah. But, you know, push it to the line, right? That like that physicality is never going to change. Like that's what football is. And, yeah. you know, I really feel like, again, that's what we've been missing. Um, and so bring it back. Somebody like Jalen Carter helps with that. You know, again, like you said, hopefully Milton can go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, it's this. Like you said, get to it, man. Jalen versus Tua. Jalen um, versus Tua, man. Y'all know the history. Ooh, you know? Yeah. Uh, got benched <laughs> in the national championship game. Uh, then went, came back to Alabama, went to the SEC. Uh, was it the it was the SEC championship? Cha- but funny thing, it was the SEC championship that Tua got benched for J- – that Tua got benched or he got injured that game. And he then got injured. Jalen Hurts came and finished that game. And right. won the SEC championship. It's kind of – and it's funny because – on that championship game in which um, Tua took over, the final, the, the game winning pass was to a Mr. Devontae. Smitty. Mr. Devontae Smith. himself. Yes, sir. And he's with the Eagles now. So, uh, what do y'all think about this game? Uh, this is definitely going to be in Jalen's mind. He might say, no, he doesn't care about it. He just want to win. But this, this game hits different for Jalen, right? Thoughts? I mean, they say they homies. Um, you know, I, I think that he got the Mamba mentality. I think he is wired as one of those dudes that is going to count the number of quarterbacks that went before him and all the people that have slighted him. And so, you know, I yeah. think that part of this is, and I would say he needs to apply this mentality to every game really is like, you are supposed to be the better quarterback. When you go into that game, like you want to outperform the opposition. And so I don't think that this is any different. Is there an added layer of, uh something to it maybe i think Jalen hurts cares more about winning and specifically winning the super bowl than he does like rubbing it into his face i don't know that he like really gets much from that necessarily um but if they win the game and they win it in a dominant sort of way and he's able to be the reason um i think that he'll take a lot of pride in that but i'm not getting into the thing that like it's something i don't think yeah Yeah, exactly i don't think that that's what this is hundred percent. I, and, um, and bouncing off of Mal on this one, um, definitely is, it may be just like another game, but Jalen hurts probably has that bigger prize. He wants to win that Super Bowl, which he was so yep. close because yep. we had an incompetent defensive coordinator by the name of Jonathan Gannon, who could not do jack shit. Yeah. And, um, but, but I think Ruck, like, Ruck, that's still recovering. No, no, I'm I'm just at Jonathan Gannon. No, I will probably never recover. That's that was one of the most devastating losses I've ever witnessed. B, like that was tough. But like honestly, but going back to this game, like I know Jalen Hurts may want to have like a little bit of that edge, like just to to shut off like the dousing. Yeah, Tua is better than me, like because he got I got benched. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think, but. Of course, his eye is going to be on that big price, knowing his mentality and knowing the type of play that he, knowing like the type of confidence that he brings in. But I think like he's definitely has this game marked for sure. And he'll do it in a silent way. Hopefully he does that. He doesn't need to like express it out loud, which I know he won't. He's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be, a, yeah, got to win, got to focus, got to do all that. But um, yeah, it's going right. to, this is a game that he's going to focus on for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, let's get into it, man. Uh, Miami Dolphins. We already know this is basically the new air, uh, new era of Air Coriel type of offense with the running game. Uh, for y'all that don't know Air Coriel, I mean, look it up. Uh, 
a long time ago. Uh, I'm thinking air raid, man. This is like, like, back 70s. Back, back, like just throw the. Yeah. yeah. So they're not just throwing the ball. They're also running the ball. They have um, Raheem Mostert already has nine plus uh, rushing touchdowns. Uh, Tyree kills being Tyree kills six receiving touchdowns. Uh, Tua's already thrown for like 14 passing touch, uh, touchdowns with uh, 18 plus 1800 yards. So um, Mike McDaniels is um, like deploying this offense the way he wanted um, this year, as opposed to last year, they were throwing a lot more. And not running as much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now they got some run, running backs. I think Raheem Mostert also wasn't hurt. Uh, was was hurt last year, probably. I think so. I think he played uh, like twelve he, games. So he was, he was like banged up, moment. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, Devon A. Chain he got hurt. So now they're running it with uh, Salvin Ahmed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got Chris Brooks. So how? So break down the Miami Dolphins. Ex- uh, like the explosive offense for us, Mel and and Rukshak, and what challenges does the Eagles' defense will face? Um, running the ball and passing the ball because they like to run it through the middle. They also like to bounce it off, run east and west, and they're really good at it. All of those guys are four three speeds. Yeah. So how do you stop these guys? Yeah, and, and this is the type of team I, I like to build on Madden, right? And like NCAA football back in the day, you just want fast break offense, man, right? That like you want those guys that when you put the ball in their hand, they can make a play, right? Because that makes your offense more explosive. And so that's one of the things I love about Mike McDaniels. Um, he he really may be the sharpest offensive mind right now in the league, bro, uh, because of how he's deploying the athletes that he has. And you mentioned before, it was uh, the evolution of – how you know you go from running the ball more consistently to being able to pass or running not as much last year to running more consistently this year but also having one of the most explosive passing offenses in the game they lead the league in points at 37.2 um and also have the most total touchdowns in 30. uh so there's a team that's going to be hard to stop i think what folks did against uh tyreek hill his last year in kansas city that really sort of it didn't really limit him, but so much because you can't stop that man. But I'm very much of the crowd that cover two, like don't give up the big play, right? Like I'm right. gonna force them to dink and dunk me to death because I don't believe that you'll do it. It's eventually you're gonna go back to what you want to do, and that's how people have gotten Jalen Hurts is because he wants to go to the big shot. Um, I, I feel the same way about Tua. Like he is prone to make mistakes. The one game that they have lost so far was to Buffalo. Um, Buffalo was able to sack them four times. And so realistically, like, that's the answer to any quarterback. That was the answer to Jalen Hurts last week, pressure, um, because it speeds your clock up. You aren't as patient. It also makes your offense more, like, jumbled up. Just makes everything more difficult. So, you know, if you're asking me how would I deploy my defense to be able to stop Miami, um, dude, they're not going to run the ball on us anyway. Like you said, you know, Rakshai earlier, DVOA, you know, top one or two in the league, but they are pass funnel defense. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL versus the pass. And so, you know, I'm playing cover two shot. I want to keep everything in front of me. Um, and I'm really pressing my linebackers and my secondary to come up, tackle, um, tackle as a group. Right. And like, don't get cute. No big hits. Take them down. Right. Like cut the legs out. Use good form, use a form all week long. I mean, we drill in the basics because, again, like I said, I want to get back to simple. I want to get back to the basics exactly like we go and preach the basics because if you don't, you'll get blown out, bro. Um, right. And so if you're not coming up and making those plays um, and if you're not keeping the game in front of you and when you get a hand on Tyreek Hill, like you got to bring him to the ground. Um, yeah. And then again, you know, you get the opportunity to attack via the pass rush um, and, and speed to up some and. You know, you get a couple sacks, maybe mm-hmm. get a couple pass deflections and interception. Like right. that changes how the offense can maneuver and operate. Um, but again, if they go out and lay an egg on defense, well, it's over, bro. Because yeah. I don't know that the Eagles offense, as it currently is, can keep pace with Miami's offense, man. They score on bunches of points. No, that's true. Rock shot. Yeah, um, I think I I um, basically what Mal said just like it um, really hits the nail on that. I mean, basically we're, what we know about the Dolphins, like um, had to do a quick little bit of research on this one. So basically, they they run they use like a lot of slant. They use like a lot of wide receiver running back slants. 
mm-hmm. and they and they attack the short routes. And, but then the yak, the yards after catch, that what makes them so damn fast. Especially when you're using wide receivers like Tyreek Hill to line up on the slot or the outside. They can, oh my god! It is like how the hell are you gonna? It's like how the hell you, are you going to match up on this one? And right. that is that is going to be the big key for Sean Desai. But not only that, I would still keep an eye on that run game because even though, like, like even though like the Dol- the Dolphins struggled against the Bills, they were able to effectively run the ball. I hmm. don't. If someone could pull up like how many, I think like Devon Shane had at least like a hundred hundred plus rushing yards that game and a touchdown, right. but. Yeah. I think like when the Dolphins got away from running the ball against the Bills, that's when the Bills were able to bring up a. They were able to like use that that pressure because the, from what I've understood, the Bills pressure at a high had a high percentage, and right. and and Mal, you said this about like and about the end with the Eagles' pass defense, according to DVOA, they're the twentieth ranked defensive DVOA against the pass, which is horrible. Hmm. Luckily, we did not. Luckily, we did not face Aaron Rodgers. We faced Zach Wilson. But now that we're facing Tua, I and one thing I would also keep an eye out for is how because the the scheme that Sean Desai plays, I would say it's a little bit more to what his predecessor Vic Fangio, with his um train his um mentor Vic Fangio has done, and because and and because of how Tua has and how does and almost like every day. It's been shot big Fangio versus Tua. How how are they matching up? So Tua may be using a lot more of that running back for the slants and the curls. Maybe they do a lot of maybe they do a lot of like the the they'll be probably using a lot of motion because yeah. that is what's been killing us so far. And especially you could bring it to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, not with that, but like looking at what Mike McDaniel has done, they can use like a they could bring in Tyree Kill or Jalen Waddle. I don't I think I've seen like a couple highlights of the Dolphins like using a lot of motions to like disguise their routes and their schemes. Because he comes from San Fran, bro, and like that's a yeah. staple of that yeah. whole Shanahan offense is yeah. that movement. And like you see a lot of that. Um, you saw one of the Shanahan disciples go to Minnesota, and then look how Justin Jefferson's numbers jump through the roof. It's it's how you implement and how you strategize and utilize these playmakers. And I think that's something that Brian Johnson really needs to take a longer look at. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, he did some freaky things in the first half, but then we get stale. Um, You know, A.J. Brown, man, you you got Smitty. You have all of these playmakers that you can utilize in really creative ways. Um, DeAndre, right? And so, you know, these players need – they need touches. Um, They need opportunities. And you need to be able to build the confidence of Jalen Hurts that, you know, you, you have to come out early um, and be able to get some stops on defense and then convert on some tough downs on offense uh, and really get into the end zone. And Pete, that's how you started this, right? It's like your question was around the end zone. And, yeah. you know, for folks listening, the question you asked that because that's how you score points. Right. You can't guarantee that you're going to score from 40 yards out every time. Right. Like that's field goals and stuff. Um, but when you down 10 yards from the from the end zone, that's yeah. where the good teams convert. That's where right. Tom Brady made a living. Right. Exactly. And how he yeah. made a living was taking what the defense gave him. Right. Like when you predetermining where you're going, a lot yeah. of times you're going to have issues. And I think that that's partially what Shannon Sharp was alluding to without yeah. really having too much depth around what he was really saying. But those are things that you see with Jalen is that he's not necessarily using his eyes to look off defenders. He kind of wants to lock on to AJ. And so when you're getting into these spaces where in your mind it's already yeah. here, then you're not seeing this dude right here in the flat. And so right. that's where you get yourself into trouble in the really good quarterbacks. They process it as it comes to them, man. When you start getting ahead of yourself, again, getting cute. Um, no need for that. Uh, and Miami gets cute. That's why I they, think they do get cute. That they got some. Acceptable. They got some stars. So I mean, like, so how? Like, so I know we guys got got into the whole thing. So how would you specifically stop their running game? Um, spe- especially with our personnel. That some of us are some of our personnel are hurt, right? So. Who would you put on who uh, matchup-wise, like offensive line, defensive line? Like, what are you? What are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, because um, Jalen Carter's probably coming back with uh, Fletcher Cox. Um, like, do you go inside pass rush or do you go? Do you go? On the, do you go more um, like um, 
T stunts and ET stunts and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, for me, it starts with Jordan Davis. Um, okay. You know, I'm I'm probably putting him at zero or shade one shade, right? Like getting him either right over the center or off to the side of him, just because you want him to be able to eat up as much space as possible. Um, and especially if you have Fletch and uh, Carter rotating next to him, getting one on one matchups, like that's really the money. Um, mm-hmm. Is you you need to also keep your linebackers clean, right? Like these are two. Uh, undersized backers behind him and so you know if you aren't being able to occupy why don't we spend the first round pick on ball you know so i think that you again start like with jordan davis and build it out from there um right. you know as far as stopping the run you got to be careful because you also can't load up uh you know because if you go too heavy on defense then they just going to audible out that joint because they running backs yeah. to catch passes too and yeah. <laughs> so you know you you get mm-hmm. into a situation now where yeah. you know you you in a personnel standpoint um you mismatched and then they could also keep the foot on the pedal and go fast on you and you can't sub in now. And so like they got you. Um, and so, yeah. you know, that's the chess game that you, that you play. I think again, you start with Jordan Davis. He's shown a little bit of growth too as a pass rusher. So right. it's not a situation where he's only a two down thumper. Now um, he, he can be utilizing third down. He can be utilizing passing situations. Uh, Jalen Carter is already DP or defensive rookie of the year caliber. Um, right. and so, it always starts with the inside for me. Uh, you know, it's your Hollis Thomas's man. It's them. It's them big boys that's gonna get in there oh, and yeah. get dirty. Because <laughs> right. if your defensive tackles ain't getting dirty, you can forget about it. It's over. You gotta forget about it. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah, basically. Um. So with that said, man, like you know, like our secondary on Tyree oh. Kill, Jalen Waddle, balls coming out within three seconds or less. Two of those, I'll get rid of that ball quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel is a magician when it comes to offensive play calling mm-hmm. um, with the older defensive backs that we have and the inexperience in the secondary, right? Like in safety and all that. Um, how do you stop them? Like, do you give them theirs? Like, are we playing? You said cover to shell, right? Yeah. Is it more like a zone? Like, you're giving him a little little space because you can't do man because Bradbury can't run with either one of them boys right. on the outside. He, he don't have to hit flexibility. So uh, that's quiet already. Um, so, yeah, for me and Raksha, I definitely want to hear what you got to say. But, yeah, the cover two. I'm a big fan of cover two. And like Vic Fangio was also that first person or one of the first defensive coordinators to start implementing more of like cloud coverage and high safety help because Pat Mahomes was killing them boys. And so he was, you know, on it early on. And so we have a disciple um, here that is capable of doing something similar. Um, but right. I, I don't think that you can play man coverage consistently, especially if Josiah Scott is your slot. Um, they right. just gonna play pick on. They're gonna play pick on the weakling, bro. Um, oh, yeah. And like Josiah Scott can't do nothing with no. Oh, yeah, everybody gonna hurt. Hate, hate Josiah Scott by the end of this game, Son. <laughs> bro. Son. Yeah, yeah. So you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of that too high safety okay. or rotating those safeties just to give that right. over the top help because again. Uh, you got to mix it up. You got to give two a different looks too, because uh, yeah. that boy's played a lot of football. Um, oh, yeah. He's a very good quarterback. So, you know, yeah. you got to give him things and give him looks early and then shift into something different. Um, and trust your athletes, man. Trust your football players. Okay. Okay. I mean, Vic Fangio been doing this uh, for since like 49er days, like mm. 2012. 13 like you know he didn't have the best defensive backs he had good um mm-hmm. line players and li- linebackers and whatnot so he had yeah. he had to do something to like make his defense better right you so gotta get uh, freaky man you gotta mix it up and, and do things right. that are unconventional yeah. sometimes and then they become conventional because it's a copycat league and that's the right. beautiful thing is like folks that are willing to take chances and be cutting edge um, yeah. You could really make a name for yourself and you can win some championships, bro. Right, um, but right. when you're trying to do things like somebody else, but that's not who you are, then yeah. I feel like you you sort of get away from success and you drift towards failure. Uh, and I think maybe that's where Brian Johnson is stuck. I think the side is figuring his voice out. He's also been a coordinator once, right? So he's yeah. done this and he's made those plays and he's made right. those adjustments. So he's a little bit further along. Yeah. Um, and so my expectation for him was also higher because I knew that he had that experience. Um, but so far, I mean, I've been happy with the results for the most part. Uh, that nice. defense kept us in this yeah. game last week. No, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh, definitely. 
And um, my thoughts on this, like how the secondary can stop it. Um, definitely. I mean, I do agree with the cover two, with cover two and rotating safeties, but if I'm going to be starting our safeties, it has to be Reed Blankenship and Sidney Brown. I cannot trust Terrell Edmonds to play, to play on this one. Like, and, and I mean, like you've, we've seen like the, the past games, like especially against Washington, Terrell Edmonds was getting burnt like toast. I don't want that. And I would rather keep a young gun like Sidney Brown in it. And Reed Blankenship has shown good – he's been playing the safety position a little bit better than what CJGJ did last year. Mm. That, that, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a strong take I have on that. And also for secondary, this is – I honestly think like they have – I think this is the unfortunate part that I have to say, but you got to play – I think they may – I, I want to see a little bit of mix-up on um, – if we if the Eagles do have a chance to come up with a big lead, I think you could try and play a little bit of press man, but but like no, it, it like this is the big if if the Eagles offense is able to come up to a big lead, I would I would have I would advocate for decide to go for more of a press man coverage. Like Darius Slate and Bradbury have to be lock and step on the outsides for sure. And for my slot, definitely. Oh God, um, I'm gonna be saying this, but Josiah Scott. Josiah Scott maybe play him back like five ten yards. Maybe hopefully Coach. they don't target the middle of the middle of the field coverage because that's where it's been bad. Coach. But I think Mike McDaniel's is not going to target Josiah oh, no, he, Scott. Son. You know, His <laughs> whole game plan is going to be designed around one player. So yeah, exploiting okay. one guy. <laughs> okay, then maybe we try and bring in the safety help, and if that's the case. But but what I was very shocked like a couple of games back, I mean. If you look at the Rams and the and and even the Jets game, they the big the Eagles have been have been bad against the Titans in the in middle of the field in in middle of the field coverage. Mm-hmm. But another stat that I found interesting um, when I was doing my notes for NFL Masala previewing the Bills and the Dolphins game as the Masala game of the week, which is what Anantha and I have done. Basically, one stat that we noticed like the Dolphin like. Tua is being pressured at a lowest rate with 21.2 dropbacks and of uh, 22.1% of of dropbacks in one sack and he also throws the quickest at 2.36 per second. The only the one thing to help your secondary not only playing like proper zone coverage, I'd advocate for cover 2 in this like with what Mal is saying. The defensive line has to win this game. I as much as we want to trust on Desai with the secondary coverages, the defensive line has to hit home. They have to get the tool early. They have to get, they have to put in they have to bring in the blitz. And I want to see a mix of and when we saw Nicholas Morrow being used as a blitzer, it was it was it was working wonders. And I honestly want to see a little bit more snaps from Nolan Smith. And I have a controversial take on this one. Maybe you maybe in these times when you're bringing in the blitz or maybe you're sharing coverage, maybe go 4-3. Go for three, but instead have instead of your three linebackers, like maybe you can go. Um, yeah, <clears throat> maybe maybe it's like maybe not like also with Hassan Reddick, but also bring in more of Nolan Smith, help him attack on the edges. I don't know if he can st- go power straight through, but if you could bring him in as an as an extra blitzer, maybe that mm-hmm. could help. If you can get Tua to make a mistake. That's how the Eagles can win this game against the secondary okay. and help them out. So they're gonna if they score a lot of points, we gotta score a lot of points, right? Yeah. So what are we gonna do in the red zone? We've been having <laughs> issues with the red zone. What is the plan against the Dolphins? Because I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey coming back, maybe right? He's not all the way healthy. Um, Xavier Howard hasn't been playing that great. Um, I think uh, some of their nickel corners of one of them got hurt, I think. Uh, what's his name? Um, Cater Co. Cater Coho. They're gonna have yeah. Cam Smith probably come and take most of the snaps in that case. Yeah, but but they do have a good uh, good pass rush uh, with um, Christian Wilkins and um, number fifteen uh, uh, Jalen Phillips and um, Bradley Chubb, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're not a bad pass right. They, they they can they can definitely rush the passer. Jalen's taking over three seconds to throw the ball. Uh, what do you do here? Uh, do you go back to the run game, slow this down, go on eight-minute drives, 
and then kind of stall their other offense and give your defense some juice to go after Tua and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it starts with the run game again, right? Like this is a, a bottom 10 defense versus the run. Um, you know, they do have one of my favorite players and Christian Wilkins in the middle who is an absolute monster and like a game wrecker. But truth be told, like that's one person I think that you can continuously sort of like go at him and really or if time or if the possession is necessary or play is necessary, go away from him because he's a humongous human being that isn't all that fast. But, um, you know, for me, again, it really is running the ball in the red zone um, and not necessarily Jalen. Um, because I think that in the red zone, people are looking for him to keep the ball. And so that's not necessarily going to get anybody off guard. Um, and something that I, I wish that the Eagles would do a little bit more with Jalen Hurts is also like resetting his throwing platform and getting him outside the pocket, right? That like we don't really use that. It's a lot of straight drop yeah. backs, three, five, sevens. Right. Um, we don't really get him outside the pocket that makes a defense in my opinion more accountable with a quarterback like him especially in the red zone where you're already assuming man when things break down jalen's going to run so if he's rolling right and rolling left and the play is designed for him to move that way not a scramble drill um, i think that that's something that really could make this uh a more um opportunistic red zone offense but in the end of the day man run the ball bro like don't yeah there's a, a bottom run defense bottom 10 defense in the run one of the better running offenses over the past two seasons. Uh, right. Just do what you do best. Hey, man, I be wanted to ask you, too. Like, what do you think about Rashad Penny? What's going on with him? Like, uh, we got really him in the – they got in, him in more, the... more reps, man. That's my guy. I really was hoping that Rashad Penny, um, Swift and Gainwell, like, just run it 40 times a game. <laughs> so right. like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't get it because – is it because yeah. – um, Kenny Gainwell's like a good pass protector, like and Rashad many kind of like misses blocks every now and then. I don't know if that's the reason or like if they really don't like the guy. Like I mean, like why don't y'all trade him? Like you know, do something with the dude. Like you know, um, I I can't figure it out. So just yeah, 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 that's as good as mine, Broski. (laughs) I was hoping they would. I mean, Rashad Penny's a good football player. And yeah. he's like, uh, he, he does something that the other running backs don't do, which is run with a little bit more power behind his pads. So uh, I thought they would use him. Yeah. But listen, the coaching staff getting paid way more money than I am and right. know way more about football. So I'll uh, yeah. I'll trust them with that one, I guess. And yeah. then Eagles did sign uh, Julio Jones. I Julio. felt like, like seven, eight years Julio. late. But, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, does he have anything left in the tank, red zone wise? Or this is more AJ Green with the Cardinals yeah. situation we're looking at. Um, he might get one touchdown, or you know, maybe not even that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Julio's wise, bro. <laughs> I think it's over for Julio, man. Thirty-three. Um, he was already somebody that suffered with a lot of lower body leg injuries and stuff. Uh, that stuff wears you down. That takes away that explosiveness. So you know, we maybe we get six, eight games out of him. Um, right. I don't know. He can't be worse than our wide receiver three right now. So not bad. Yeah. Right. I mean, like what I do. I mean, with the I was very surprised by the Julio Jones signing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the fact that he was available that's that just blew my mind. But honestly, um, I no like no because like joking, I'm like. Oh, I wonder what happened to that guy. And then I'm like, oh, he's still in the NFL. But um, anyways, like with Julio Jones, he I he I think he's basically gonna be playing more of like a decoy role for the red zone because that's where back in the day he really excels. But then unfortunately, he was he was co- he was like guided by like an incompetent OC like Steve Sarkeesian who throws three passes to Julio Jones knowing that he's going to be covered. But long, but um, anyway, regardless of that, I think he gives, I think he gives a little bit more of like, oh, this is a person that we still need to look out for. Almost acts like kind of like a dummy. Then while you have AJ Brown, Smith and Goddard, maybe spread out the offense a little bit more. And maybe if you're in the red zone, maybe go 12 or 11 personnel. And I, and I thought like when we got Albert O from that trade, why aren't we using him in more two tight end ops to 12 personnel sets? And the Dolphins, you said it better. The Dolphins are 25th in DV, defensive DVOA against the rush. So I would say run the ball, use more penny, man. That's all I can say. 
Yeah, I hope they do use. So with that said, man, let's get into the score predictions. Uh, what are you? Oh, not that one. That's not that one. Uh, score predictions. So what score predictions for the Kelly Green game? Um, we can't lose in Kelly Green. Definitely can't get embarrassed because uh, that's not going to look good. All these folks have been, bought their jerseys and they're going to be excited on Sunday night. And you can't look like, look, you know, you can't get embarrassed on Sunday night. You know, everybody going to talk about you the next day for the that's next following weeks. Yes, so, they will. Um, if this was not a team that, if this, if this was the Eagles without Super Bowl expectations, they didn't go to the Super Bowl last year. They were five and one. I think we're, we all would be like thrilled, right? Now it changes a little bit that when you have expectations for a team, right? Yeah. So even for the next four games, you got you got the Dolphins, you got the Commanders, the Cowboys, and Kansas City, right? If you go two and two, I think if we didn't have the expectation, we'd be happy. But now it's a little different. You want to win one of these games, uh, either the Dolphins or the Chiefs. So, um, with that said, what are your score predictions for this game? Crackshack, what you got, brother? No, I'm deferring it to you, Mal. <laughs> My bad. I, so, I'm going to go 34-24 Eagles. Um, I think that they end up in, in a bit of a shootout. Um, okay. It looks closer. Like, the, the score – isn't as close as the game looked on TV, right? I looked at the field, but in reality, Philly came out and did what they had to do. Um, and I, I do think from a, a defensive personnel, especially if more of these folks that are injured can come back um, and actually play and produce, that there's a good chance that you can at least slow Miami down. They're not like, you know, no offense is unstoppable. Um, uh, all, all of them have been stopped because defense wins championships. So, um, I think that if you have an ironclad plan to come out here and, and really for four quarters do battle, um, I definitely think the Eagles can win. But, you know, I think it ends up, truth be told, who gets cute is loses because these are two two teams that like to get cute. So I think whoever does it the most loses the game. Okay. Now will be the Dolphins. They got too cute and lost. Black Shack? Oof. Um, this game, it all depends. I mean – um it's it's this one is a really tough one for me and but i'm going to say 34 31 eagles it gets really really it, it gets it gets really close but jake elliott has said game winning game winning field goal and again it's a it's another shootout but defense does its best but then but like then again that Miami offense is going to score regardless. Yeah. And it's just like how many possessions that can we limit to them? So right. 34, uh 34-31, you said, right? Yep. 34-31. So you're picking Eagles too. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got confident. Eagles have haven't lost back to back games. Pete just can't wait to see these boys lose. He can't wait to see Jalen struggle oh, and the on, Eagles bro. lose. I'm not like that. Uh-huh. 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 I'm on to you, brother. I know what you're up to. I'm, I'm gonna say one of them got to be uh controversial, so uh, I'm gonna say, <laughs> and it got to be you, right? <laughs> it's gotta be, uh, 30 27, uh, okay. 30 27 dolphins. Uh, right, I'm sorry, right, y'all. Right. Um, bro, that crunchy beer know. being on you, man. I think you got high on that crunchy beer just like with Hollywood mm. <laughs> a couple of times. So I'm, I'm going to go with this because um, I think the Eagles play play a good game. They just come out short. Um, um, this is they don't get embarrassed, at least. So they, yeah. they play they play a good game. Uh, we, we just lose That's But but I like your predictions and uh, I hope that's what happens. Uh <laughs> No, because don't. we don't want to lose against the Dolphins. You you hope these boys get blown out. You're going to be on Twitter talking <laughs> crazy. He going to come on his podcast talking like, y'all, I told y'all, this team ain't nothing. Nah, brother. All jokes aside, <laughs> nah, man. See, I, I see, I, you know what? I, this is all love, though. Like, you know, yeah. I just I, I, I show it a little differently. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're bringing all that. I just want this team man, to like, win. So, God. you know. Yeah. <laughs> what you say? It's, it's like it, you know, like Pete with that. It's like, damn, all that masala coming out of nowhere, bro. All that spice. Yeah, bro. I mean, um, so Mal, you also got another podcast, right? Um, Third Lab podcast. Please tell us about what that is. Um, 
So the third lap, man, the joint is actually currently on hiatus. I had to take a break uh, because just a lot of life changes, had a son, switched jobs. Like it's just a lot going on right now. Um, And so I'll press pause on that. But I am going to launch a like current events podcast um, in the spring of 2024 with one of my homeboys. And so uh, definitely keep an eye out for that. I certainly will. And we're going to have guests on. So I'll reach out to you all too. Uh, just okay. to talk shop and just talk events and stuff. But I um, also have the yeah. Mind Your Mentals podcast, which is a mental health podcast that you can Mind check out. Okay. Um, yeah, Mind Your Mentals on pretty much every uh, podcast forum if you're looking for it. Okay. Everything except Google, because uh, okay. Google makes it difficult on you. But yeah, it's right. everywhere, man. And so, you know, if you're somebody that struggles with anxiety, depression, uh, post-traumatic oh, stress, pretty much yeah. anything that you can think of, we've talked yeah. about. Uh, we've talked about finding love and finding therapists. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's important to advocate for yourself and mind your mental. So shout out to my uh, co-host, Tim Massaquai. And yeah, man, again, thank you all for having me on here. Definitely want to shout out. For oh, yeah, man. Too, I mean, we've been homie. trying to get you for a long time, brother. Like, yeah, I've been hitting up Gail, but that brother's not answering me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so right, I I'm put a, him on I'm... blast on my Instagram. But anyways, <laughs> I, I, thank you so much for coming in today. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, we would love to have you for another time if you're available. Yo, like, I'm, you know, I'm down, man. Just let me know. You know, I okay. love talking football. I love hanging out with y'all boys. So just let me know. For sure, for sure. Um, and Rockshack, let them know where you can where they can find your podcast. Yeah. I, um. Again, like um. So our so um my podcast along with my fellow Packers friend Anant Anant. I know that you're kind of down at the moment with your Packers. Just hang in there. Things will get better. <laughs> just trust me. But um. Anyway, you can find our podcast on Spotify iTunes, Google Podcast, and Pocket Cast. Um, you can all you can also find um, I mean, we also have an Instagram account that is all underscore. Uh, yeah, all no, all lowercase at NFL M A S A L A 2022. All lowercase. And that's the same thing for our um, yes, we apparently have a Twitter or an X handle. That is at um, at NFL M-A-S-A-L-A-2022. So I'm same as our IG handle. Right. Okay. That's what's up, man. And y'all can find the Pete Nathan podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now we're on Amazon. Uh, so you can say hey. Alexa, pay, uh, play Pete Nathan podcast, and we'll just play it. So <laughs> you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook and whatnot. So Thank y'all for joining. Uh, I hope we get the dub against the Dolphins. Uh, it is a Kelly Green game. It's a special game. Um, I hope I'm wrong, man. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I love being wrong uh, about this kind of stuff. Uh, that's why I, I just I just like to go against the grain. So, you know, with that said, thank y'all for joining. Um, and we see y'all next time. Go Birds. We all we, got. we, all we need. Fly, Eagles, Fly. Eagles, fly. fly.